another entertaining edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me as always is my good friend, Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I feel like uh, your questions to me are warmer than they normally are. I was bracing <laughs> to be the butt end of a joke and well, decided uh, to go the nice I, route, the, take the high road. The funny thing is that I like to keep you guessing, right? <laughs> definitely, <So. laughs> definitely do that. Is it good dawn today or is it that evil in, bomb dawn today? It, well, indeed, <laughs> indeed. I never know. But more importantly, who did you manage to convince to come on our podcast today? <laughs> well, it took, it took some arm twisting, but we managed to get uh, Natalie Goldberg. Um, she's a friend of mine from, from LinkedIn. She's a uh, uh, state lawyer. Uh, she's just a brilliant, brilliant uh, uh, legal professional. So I think we're going to have a really entertaining and engaging and educational conversation today. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> we'll take a momentary pause here. We'll bring Natalie aboard. Natalie, thank you so much for joining us today on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm great. I'm so happy to be here with both of you and just enjoying this beautiful day. Uh, absolutely. And, and Natalie, you and I have been connected on LinkedIn for quite some time. I know you and I have had conversations in the past, and I always appreciate your amazing friendship and how supportive you are of, of people online and the positive energy you, you put out there. So we're, we're really excited to have you on this show. And uh, really, I would just love to just start with um, you sharing more about yourself and your personal narrative to date and sort of bring our viewers and listeners up to date in terms of, you know, the wonderful person that is Natalie. Well, it takes a wonderful person to know a wonderful person. So thank you for that. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Natalie Alicia Goldberg. I am a wealth attorney. What the heck does that mean? I help protect what matters most, peace of mind and protection of your family, right? Money, family, all connected. Really, really tough conversations to have because people would rather talk about sex and talk about money. And we really need to talk about money because a lot of everything else flows from that, your family relationships, et cetera. How did I get here? Well, my story kind of starts at 15 years old where I was hit by a drag racing car walking across the street. Two guys racing from light to light. One hits me at 60 miles an hour as the story goes. I don't remember anything except for waking up in a hospital. And thank God I'm alive. Doctor was like, you're gonna, can't believe you survived. You're going to take a year off from school. I said, oh, hell no. I'm alive. I'm living this life. Two weeks later, I started 10th grade in a wheelchair. And uh, it just taught me. And a month and a half later, I'm dancing, choreographing on stage, despite the fact that he says it's going to take you a year to relearn how to walk. I said, no, it's not. You know, this is my journey, my life, and I'm not going to be bound to the wheels of this chair and I'm going to live it and do as I please, which I did. So it kind of taught me that um, I don't really care what people think is possible. What I know internally is possible will be. So I went there and I did college in two years, law school in two and a half, and started my own law firm at 24 years old in Manhattan. That brought me to writing my first book, The Millennials Guide to the Universe. I've written four after that, met my husband. In four and a half years, we've made two gorgeous children, thank God. And now we're living in Denver, Colorado. I mean, it's just amazing. I say I'm waking up from my five-year haze. <laughs> As anyone who's a parent, Dom, I'm sure you can understand. The lack of sleep is real. But the purpose really is, how do we... Like the conviction is, how do we live a purposeful life 
and protect it from the unknown and potential things that could happen. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of an intro. I, I'm pretty sure that's the best intro we've ever had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that's incredibly inspirational. A, a, amazing. Awesome note to start on. Very inspirational story to, to hear. Um, so you're helping people with uh, peace of mind, uh, protect their families, and you talked about money there. So I have a two-part question for you, Natalie. Uh, in terms of the people that you help, or, or it's to say people that probably need your help out there. Uh, part A, what are some of the self-inflicted things that people are, are doing that are not smart when it comes to money? And then part B is what are some of those things like, uh, you know, getting hit by a, a drag racing car at 65 miles an hour or divorce or some of those other crazy life things that really can affect uh, someone's uh, finances? So I'm going to take the second question first. Sure. To your point, it's a big life events, right? Of course, divorce. Of course, heaven forbid, if you are the driver of that car, the dr- the car is really the biggest liability most people have. Hmm. And then on my initial consult with my clients, I say to them, what kind of insurance policy do you have? Well, I'm not really sure. How much umbrella policy do you have? Uh, I don't really know. Umbrella insurance is the cheapest insurance out there from my perspective for what it gives you. If you can get a $10 million umbrella policy for two grand a year and you don't do it, it's your own fault. I mean, like now, you know, you listen to this amazing podcast, you know, you must look at the insurance policy and make sure that that's your first line of defense. Now to your first question, the craziest thing people do is hold things in their own personal name. If it, if you own it, it can be taken from you. If you don't own it, to the Rockefeller point, but you control it through a trust, it cannot be taken from you because you don't own it. Now, a lot of people think, oh, trusts are just for the really wealthy. Like, hell, they are. They've just used them forever because they knew the law. And now it is our responsibility and our obligation. The law is available for us for free to figure out what it is. It's called Google. You Google it and you get it done. You pay an attorney a few bucks and maybe it's a few thousand bucks, but who cares? Because the second you have a lawsuit to pay an attorney, then believe you me, you're going to be saying, thank you, cybersecurity podcast for educating me that I needed to have a trust, an LLC, et cetera. I mean, people should really own very little in their own personal name. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're talking in the language of risk, which is something that we, we very well understand. And, uh, you know, like we always say, especially what Dominic always says, it's it's going to be much cheaper to do things proactively on the left side of a major cyber event than uh, on the on the right side when the house is burning down and you're opening up your wallet to pay, you know, breach coaches and digital forensics experts to try to figure out how to handle it. As you guys know. I don't know of any insurance provider that when the house is burning down, will then give you insurance. (laughs) So similar to in the world of cyber, I mean, what you guys do is the um, cyber and the digital world of what I do. You're putting firewalls and all these things, precautions into place to make sure people don't have a problem. We're doing the same for their personal assets. Love it. That's a great analogy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Natalie, I, w- I want to ask you um, from a, 
I know one of the things that you've you've posted about before is sort of like estate planning. You know, uh, you know, and I know especially as um, we see more uh, baby boomers, you know, who've, who've lived longer and have accrued, you know, uh, uh, assets. And um, often we, 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 we see, you know, there's often family strife in which, you know, maybe a house is, is left to someone, but then, you know, after the, after the parent is gone, one of the siblings says, no, well, that's, that should, I should get half of that kind of thing. What, what can, you know, um, I guess, you know, older people do who want to be able to pass things on to their to their um, th to their children, what sort of the best legal things that they can do to make sure that there aren't lawsuits after they're after they're dead? We created a structure in my firm that actually deals exactly with this, and it's having the money talk, as I call it, before the death. Really having the kids around the table and saying, "Hey, this is the plan," and any changes to the plan are going to have to be signed by all of you and they're going to be certified mail sent to you and to your email. And we're going to have them sign if there's any changes that way, son can't come out of the woodwork. Hey, look at this trust amendment. Mom signed when she was 97 years old. Very important. And let me tell you the amount of money being fought over in surrogates courts around the country, which is where estates are, are heard. Mm -hmm. You will not even believe, even if you have a living trust or when was the last time you looked at it? Has it been 20 years? Here's a newsflash. If you have a will appointing guardians and it was 20 years old, your kids don't need a guardian anymore. <laughs> right? So That's it's like point. your life changes every few years. So should your documents. Yes. Yeah. No, that, 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 that's so true. And, and it, 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 is that something that, you know, as, as a, um, uh, growing area of, I guess, um, where, where, where of, of family strife is that an area where you where you see that happening with greater frequency compared to decades past, or is it is it still the same as it has been in, in years past? In my opinion, it is the hottest area of the law. The people listening to this, if you don't have a plan in place or you haven't visited your plan in a while. And you have reason to believe that there could be some issues between your children. Don't walk, run to get your stuff reviewed mm -hmm. and make sure the proper precautions are taken because you did not li live this life, save the money, do the things. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're parents. Mm -hmm. We care about our children's well-being. That's why we do all this. That's why we don't sleep. We're working all the time. That's why we're doing it. Okay. And then for it all to go to shit, excuse my French, <laughs> because of a lack of being able to have the conversation. I mean, like, <clears throat> really? Have the conversation, update the damn documents, and then you don't have to worry about your kids hating you when you're no longer here because you failed to plan. Wake up, people. The, the, the parallels between this and security, like how you're saying, <laughs> updating the documents, have the conversation, is the parallels are perfect here. Uh, we, we have a different marketing strategy to you, it seems like, but maybe we need to make some adjustments, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a bit more of an urgent call to yes, action. Yeah. Anytime you guys need a marketing, you know, you that's my, my very, where I live. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Natalie. In terms of the people that you help, uh, that you reach out to, is there a certain uh, demographic in terms of, let's say, uh, an age group, or is it families? Is it a certain, you know, uh, net worth, or is it just kind of like 
everybody with a pulse is, is, could be your client. They really could be. And I know that's a terrible thing to say because of marketing one, a very specific, I've noticed I've done an inventory of who are my clients. Mm, I have a lot of women who are either widowed or divorced and they really want to make sure and take care of their family. And then I also interestingly have a lot of young, very successful men. And they are the most concerned with asset protection. So we're doing prenups. We're doing domestic asset protection trust, which is the best kind of onshore estate planning asset protection you can do. People can go offshore. You've heard of Cayman. You've heard of Switzerland, all this. But here's the thing. You got to trust in somebody you never met in Switzerland. And I don't know that many people who are willing to do that. So in theory, it's a nice theory, but like we've all watched the Wolf of Wall Street, right? And it doesn't always work out so great. Right. So you, so you help the, the widowed and divorced women and you have the gold digger program for the young, successful men. Is that right? Um, you know, <laughs> actually, I think it's the opposite. I think okay. it actually helps these young men. It's such a paradox, we become successful so that everyone loves us, right? We've done it. We've got. We've done the thing society told us to do. We do. And then you have this, this amazing thing happening with these young, super successful men that they did it so that they would be a high value man. And all of a sudden they're so high value that they're afraid to let anybody in. So I actually think what we do gives them the peace of mind to be like, I can get married. I can have a family and I can have the pre-negotiated rules of engagement, mm-hmm. you know, commemorated in this document and I can take a breath, which is amazing because I want more really smart children born to very successful and ambitious people who want to change the world. And we don't want to inhibit them because like they're afraid that they're going to lose their money. It's really yeah. a paradox. This, the circle of life. Yeah. All right. The, the, I do have one more question before you uh, you close out the show. <laughs> um, it, it makes me curious, everything that you're saying, when you first have somebody that approaches you, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the widow divorced woman or the, the, young, uh, the young successful men, um, what, what kind of questions are you asking them? Like what areas are you touching on? So I need to know what their net worth is. I need to understand and how they own it. Hmm. So in other words... You know, do you have an IRA? Do you have a 401k? Do you have an investment account? Where is it held? How much is in your bank account? And what kind of real estate do you own in which states? Then from there, we understand most important thing about this whole area that people don't get. It's not people call it funding the trust. People don't have a clue about this area. It's very simple. What is the title on the property that you hold? property being both real property and personal property, bank accounts, brokerage, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That is the question. The answer is typically I'm in my personal name. Well, that's the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. So it's about retitling assets into a new structure we create called a trust. Mm-hmm. That trust is a private document. It's not recorded anywhere. Okay. And it allows us to build dynastic wealth because instead of at every generation you being estate taxed, you can mm-hmm. live in certain states for 365 years or a thousand years, your, your multi-generational wealth outside of the estate tax system. 
just a newsflash, America hasn't even been around for a thousand years. So that's the level of wealth creation we're talking about. Pretty powerful stuff. Wow. This, Natalie, this has been incredibly mind-blowing. Like, there's just stuff that I just, both of us either assumed or didn't know what was out there. Like the level of, of um, like, empowerment and knowledge that you've just bestowed on us, our viewers, our listeners, like I said, is absolutely mind-blowing. And the highest energy conversation we have had so far today. Like that, I cannot thank you enough for the um, your humor, your candor, the the style in which you, you deliver your message. It is absolutely captivating. And thank you so much for joining us on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast today. That was just amazing. Thank you so, so much. Thank you guys for having me. Have a great one. Pleasure. You too. You as well, Natalie. And Chris and I will be uh, right back to wrap up today's episode. But uh, first, we will take a momentary pause uh, for a sponsorship ad from our sponsor, TELUS. This week's episode of Cybersecurity Matters is brought to you by TELUS Business. Is your board of directors worried about how ransomware might impact your business? Unsure how to share accessible, relevant information about ransomware in Canada with non-technical leaders? If so, TELUS can help. Based on data from over 450 Canadian organizations, the TELUS Canadian Ransomware Study shares easily digestible insights about ransomware and the experience of organizations like yours. It covers everything from the evolution of ransomware attacks like the introduction of multiple extortion, to the outcomes of ransom payment. It also covers the tools you can use to effectively protect your business. Visit telus.com slash ransomware study to download your copy and share it with anyone looking to better understand ransomware and its impact in Canada. Telus Business, cybersecurity that works for you. That was... Uh... That was a hell of a conversation. <laughs> the the energy and passion that Natalie spoke with, uh, you can tell that that fires her up. Like that that is her bread and butter, what she absolutely loves. But the level of advice too, even just the free legal advice is, from that was just astounding. But uh, curious to know what what your key takeaways were. Well, my key takeaway was the first question that she asked, which is the question: is what is the title on the property that you hold, yeah. or the what, whatever kind of asset that is, and uh, if it's your personal name. That's a problem. But I, I do have even one more thing that really hit home for me is there were so many parallels to managing personal financial risk as well as managing um, corporate cyber risk. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the parallels were there, you know, and, and like she was saying, have those uncomfortable conversations, have them before <laughs> the bad thing happens, right? Um, and also update the damn plan. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's uh, that, the, the parallels there with cybersecurity and cyber risk management were, were uh, certainly very apparent. But we're we're very uh, uh, grateful to Natalie for joining us today, and uh, we want to uh, extend a special thank you to our sponsor for today's episode, Telus, uh, for uh, their sponsorship today. Uh, and as always, we want to extend a very special thank you to our loyal listeners who join us each and every week. Uh, if you did happen to miss a previous podcast, do check out the Cybersecurity Matters uh, YouTube page. Uh, or check out old episodes on your preferred podcasting platform. But until next time, be well, be safe, and we'll see you again next time on the Cybersecurity Matters Podcast. <laughs>